You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Hi, I'm Ralph Powell, co founder and CEO of Real Vision. Thank you so much for listening to the Real Vision podcast. At Real Vision, we pride ourselves on providing the best in-depth expert analysis available to help you understand the complex world of finance, business, and the global economy. If you like what you hear, I hope you'll accept my invitation to try Real Vision Plus for 30 days for just $1. Visit realvisionpodcast.com today and join us as we navigate the financial world together. Cheers. Hello and welcome to the Knock on Effect. I'm Alex Rosenberg here with Justine Underhill. Hello, hello. And this is, you're listening to the audio version, so congratulations, um, of Real Vision Presents. Usually we just give you the audio of, of the show we record. There's a kind of a video that goes with it. But there's actually so much more we want to get into with this topic this particular week that we're just going to record a, a podcast-only version where we really learn more about sand and oil and, and all this all this it goes a lot deeper than we did in our video so yeah we decided to expand on it a little bit here so we'll do that and then i'll tell you about a recent journal article which caught my attention about how stocks make kind of silly moves in reaction to earnings due to something called the contrast effect so ooh, sounds very exciting yes i think so so we'll, we'll get into all that but uh let's let's do it All right, Alex, we will take a journey today and explore why rising oil prices means that craft beer drinkers are going to be a little bit more bummed out. Yes, and normally, I should just tell the audience, normally I'm kind of guessing, I actually don't know. Now I do know, but I'm, I'm still excited to, to go along with the journey because I, I sort of forgot. And you can still ask questions along the way. Yes, there we okay. go. Okay, so we're going to go on this journey of black gold. So we're going to start out with rising oil prices. And so I want to give a little bit of background as to where we are with rising oil prices. Yeah. So oil prices hit levels that they haven't seen in years. Now, we did see a little bit of a bump yes. uh, in that road. Uh, oil prices did drop a little bit over the past few days. But overall, oil prices have been rising. They hit $70 a barrel in May, more than that. And those were levels that weren't seen since 2014. So this is a huge deal in the oil industry. And so there's all sorts of knock-on effects once you start looking at oil. Mm -hmm. And so the first knock-on effect is that rising oil prices means that more frackers are going to come online. Okay? Right. Fracking for those playing along at home. So fracking is basically when you take sand, it's mixed in a slurry of water and chemicals, it's then pumped down a hole to crack open dense rocks. And so it's also called propant, which is literally propping the rocks open, mm -hmm. and that allows oil and gas to escape. And the whole thing is sort of designed to improve the drinking water in a given location, right? Is, am, am All right. Some people say that <laughs> it's bad for the environment. It's bad for the drinking water. And I you know you're being a little bit flippant here, but it's really a way to get more oil out of the ground. I mean, this is a huge thing. We sure. can get into the environmental impacts. That's a whole other story. Right, I'm right, not sorry, getting into sorry, today. Right. 
Um, but you know, this is this is a big thing. And so more and more frackers have come online. I mean, it's had huge impacts on our landscape, especially in the, the Midwest. And especially right now with oil prices rising, mm-hmm. we're going to see more frackers come online because we have 7,000 wells that have already been drilled, but have yet to be fracked. Mm-hmm. So there's a huge amount of unused wells sitting out there right now. So why why would you why would you drill a well and not frack? It sounds like sounds like you did the hard part. Like well, so they're waiting for prices to rise. That's been a huge really? thing. Okay. So a lot of things they already put in the work. Um, it's not break. They are not able to break even on that well, so they don't I drill see. it. I see. And wow. actually, that gets into a huge point on break even. Okay. So break even is basically what they need to make in order to pay their expenses. So the bottom line cost that they absolutely need to frack a well. And so those prices have been dropping drastically over the past few years. So in 2013, Hmm. it was $70. That was break-even price for shale in the U.S. Guess what it is today? I I, I don't know. $40. So so that's, so this is quite a boon for, for the, for the frack man and frack woman. Yes, all the frack. And the frack. The frack people. Yes, the frack, some might not identify with the gender, so that's fine too. because oil prices have been rising basically from $40 to $70 while the actual break-even, while the cost has been falling, it's done the exact opposite. Right, right. And so because that's been falling and because oil prices have been rising, you are going to see more of these drills get fracked, fruck, Fruck. and you're going to... Is it fracked or fruck? It's... It's whatever you want. Oh. <laughs> so you're going to see more of these. It depends. Merriam-Webster doesn't have an official <laughs> take on this one. Okay. <laughs> so Wait, so fruck really could be a word? Like I could say fruck and it's not... I, I made that up. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, so don't believe me on that. Yeah. But, um, you know, it can take... You're so authoritative. It's I know. It sounded scary, legitimate. Dangerous. It can take as much as 10 million pounds to frack a West Texas well. And the amount of sand that's being used per well okay. is increasing. So not only are we going to see more of these wells come online, okay. we're going to see more sand per well. So I do have some fun stats here. Let me see if I can get them up. Okay. So in 2012, it took 800 pounds per foot to frack a well, per well. Okay. Now today, in 2017, those are the numbers, it takes 1,500 pounds per foot. So it went from 800 pounds to over 1,500 pounds. So they're cutting, they must be cutting their costs in other places, I guess, if they're, yes. they're buying more yes. sand. So it's, uh, it's good news for those old sand farmers. I, I knew I was stockpiling sand for a reason. No, it's actually a big deal. That's actually <laughs> legitimate. Really? That, yeah, yeah. So sand miners, not farmers, but actually a lot of sand mines are going on to farmland. So you're kind of correct in that sense. Um, sand miners are making a lot more money. It's become so profitable to have a sand mine, specifically okay. in some regions of the US. So frack sand specifically has risen over 60% in the past two years. These are crazy prices that we're seeing. Yeah, wow, so so how much is a grain going for these days? Do, do they sell it by larger quantities? They sell it by larger oh, quantities, yeah. yeah. <laughs> how, much, how much does sand cost? Sand costs, well, it depends on where you are. And so this is actually an important point that we'll get to later. Okay. But in areas like Wisconsin, it's going Excuse for 40. Me, sir, may I have a gra- a gra- no, you cannot buy it. No, it's not okay. like you can buy a okay. single beer <laughs> or a single grain. You have to buy them per ton. Oh, I buy my beers by the drop, actually. Oh, you do? Yeah. How many drops have you had today? All right, fair enough. <laughs> okay, anyway, so this is part of a huge story of sand. Sand prices have been going up. Yeah. But guess what? Sand is one of the most 
used commodities in this entire world. It is the third most used natural commodity behind air, behind water. And guess what? We are running out of usable sand. Wow. So this is actually a that's, huge deal. That's pretty, that's pretty serious. So, wow, behind air and water. Yes. It is, it is uh, we use about... Is air really a commodity? Well, it's something we use. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is something we use 48 billion tons of sand and gravel per year. And think about all the things wow. it's used in. Okay, so every single office tower, yeah. anything that uses concrete, huh. every house, every asphalt road, um, even the silicon chips that are in your computers that are powering your phones, everything uses sand in some sense of it. Okay, And because there's been so much demand for sand, especially in places like India, China, there's been a lot of illegal mining and dredging of sand. So, And so this has actually created sand mafias. You have people being imprisoned over sand. You have people being tortured and murdered. I mean, this has created this insane industry where people are stealing sand to use it in construction and then basically um basically creating these mafias where they they have these oper entire operations to steal sand it's hard to steal enough sand to for it to be valuable i mean it's uh wait, wait. well okay so it's a 250 million dollar a year business in india specifically the illegal sand industry Wow. And so, so where, is, where's the sand being stolen from? It's being stolen from riverbeds. It's being stolen from beaches. Um, there are oh, cases where it's not like stolen from like a guy. No, no, no. It's being it's being taken from obviously the oh, nature. Wow. And so because of that, um, what is it? You have local fishermen that are plunging to depths of forty to fifty feet to gather sand with their buckets with their oh, hands God. from riverbeds. And so there's all these like pretty crazy stories about people trying to hold their breath for long enough periods of time to like Just gather to get, all I know of like getting oysters or the pearl divers, you know, but this is, the sand divers. It goes wow. for, um, I, I translated this into dollars, it okay. goes for $48 per 100 cubic feet. But apparently in India, that makes it worthwhile to dive to depths of is 40 this, to 50 feet. Is this room like 100, like what's 100? Cubic feet? I have no idea. You're going to have to maybe. Okay. Is it like, a, so it's 100 by 100 by Hundred. It's pretty. It's a lot of sand. That's a lot of sand. But um, in India, it's really it's big business, especially if it's been fueled by this boom in construction. So because there's been so much construction, um, there and there's very little political ap appetite to stop. This. That must be terrible for like if people are actually dredging up huge rooms full of rooms worth of sand. That's a hard <laughs> phrase to say. Okay, if. If people are draining a room's worth of sand, I mean that must be must be causing pretty significant uh, damage to the to the rivers themselves. Yes, and it is, that. and so actually, people that have fought to stop this from happening, those are the people that have been killed. So there is actually a profile on the son who is trying to carry on his father's cause, and his father was actually shot dead after he fought to save this communal village, the wow. land from being completely stripped of sand. So this has like just huge consequences yeah, here, my God. and this actually. Brings us to the next point. This was a little bit of a detour, but this okay. brings us to the next point, which is not all sand is created equal. And actually, I have Exhibit A right here. All right, ready for this? Okay, so, so you want so so, uh, dear listener, uh, I'm holding in my hand. This is this is that great. one's that one's a little bit more great. You want to describe this? It? It's like a little. It's like a little. Heavier. Come on, get into it. 
Well, hold on. So we need Wait, that's the sound of that one, yeah. and here's the sound of this one. A little different. Yeah. So let's go with the first one. The wait, one wait. That... Can we can we do the sound of the air in the room? That's another commodity. No. Come okay, on. <laughs> so let's feel this sand now. Okay. okay. It's a little more grainy. It's okay. Rough. What else do you feel? Um. It's uh. I don't want to say it's sandy. It's a little rocky. It's rocky. a little rocky. Okay, it's a little perfect. uneven. That's great. Now, yeah, now immediately you. put that one down and try this one. Okay. Oh, that's nice. So it's a little smoother. Yeah. Okay, so I, I want to make clear what we're doing. So the first one is construction this sand. Is, you know, maybe our next episode we should just feel things. <laughs> <laughs> it's great for the radio just to It's good. Yeah. Well, I, I want to make it clear for the listener. So the first one that we said was... What's not clear? We're, we're feeling something <laughs> and, and saying things. And describing it. Right. So it's the first one was more grainy and yes. had a lot more texture. Yes. The second one is a little bit smoother, more round, mm -hmm. a lot finer. Yeah. Okay, so the first one that we were feeling is construction sand. That's the sort of sand that you want to use when building a building. Okay. And that gets into another point is that desert sand, you know, there's, there seems to be so much sand in this world, but a lot of the sand's not usable. So desert sand is not usable. It's too fine to be used in construction for construction purposes. Mm. That's what they said about me. You're too fine? To be used in, never mind. No. Never so, <laughs> so this sand, the construction sand has, is, is rough. Whereas the silica sand, the one that's used in fracking, yeah. so a different type of sand, a different market, is a little bit smoother now, and fine. And what it does is yeah. create a lattice work when used in propent okay. to be uh, to keep the rocks open. And so this is some of the most premium sand yeah. that exists. This this, this does. I'm, I'm I'm not saying this is a joke. This feels like high end sand. Yeah. But um, can I ask you a question? Which is we I was feeling this um, when we recorded the video. And then I remember it after I was like sniffing it and touching it for hours. Yeah. That silica, isn't that the thing in, in when you buy a pair of shoes and it's like, don't eat this, Alex, and it's silica? Yep, yep. I, you know, it's... So, so it's this used, is what I'm holding right It's used to right absorb um, all sorts of moisture and all sorts of different things in the air. Okay. Um, but it's also like... keep it dry. Poisonous, right? Yes, don't don't. Is this it. what gets in... Like, and so, oh, it is. It's completely poisonous. And so this has been a huge problem for people in Wisconsin right. because there's all these sand mines and they've been breathing in the air from these sand mines mm. and that's actually caused a huge amount of um, respiratory issues for and the people this, of Wisconsin I, and I, other elsewhere in the Midwest. I made that flippant joke about the, the water and, and we're fracking, but is, does this have something to do with the, the issues, the potential issues? I don't, I think that maybe people aren't settled on whether actually there are issues with the water where people are fracking, but. Right, so I mean, this is like a whole other environmental issue that you have. So fracking is one thing where it's actually affecting potential oh, water. Okay. This is affecting wow. the air. So now we have water and air being and affected And that's our by first fracking. most precious commodity. Yeah, water and air. Both of them. Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, so this brings us to the next point, yes. which is what else uses frac sand? So frac sand different than cement sand you. before you inhale it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't, don't do that. So frac sand is also used by... Brewers. Glass makers. <laughs> <laughs> and so the sad thing is I already had the answer. To this. It's like the kid who gets the answer to the test question. Like, it's like, oh, no, no yeah. sorry about that. Okay. Used by glass makers. So okay. glass makers use the fracking sand, this um, wonderful round white sand that's um, They melt it down, I guess. They melt it down. And I talked to a geologist mm. who specializes in 
sand. And he was very, very, very excited to tell me <laughs> all about the different yeah, intricacies sure. of sand. Yes. I'm sure. And and so when we talked, he he actually brought up um, craft brewers. He brought up two big points here. One was that craft brewers have been using a lot of sand and a lot of, uh, they've increased the demand for uh, glass production. Mm-hmm. And the other point that he brought up. Is this why you're not supposed to eat the glass? At the, no, 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 it's just a super no. joke, super joke. Yeah, okay. So you're not supposed to, eat, yeah, you're not supposed to eat the glass. <laughs> so, <laughs> so on the one hand, you have glass. I'm almost succeeding in getting you off track. This, yeah, this you are, you, yeah, you, right. you boggle my I'll mind a little up. bit. Okay, so you have on the one hand, these brewers that are using more and more glass because mm-hmm. a lot of craft brewers use a lot of glass bottles. Okay. We'll get to that. But then on the other hand, um, there are some frac sand mines that used to supply glass makers. But then what happened was because um, frackers were willing to pay more and because fracking took off, mm. they ended up supplying frackers rather than the glass makers. And so there are cases where um, glass prices have gone up 10 to 20% specifically because um, a lot of sand is being uh, used for fracking. Wow. So, and there's a really direct connection here because as the price of oil rises, more people will throw that sand back into the fracky, fra- fracky place. Into the fracky place. The fracky place, yeah. And then, and so there'll be less of the silica available for bottles and for glass and yes. bottles. Yes. Okay, you're right. That's yeah. you're getting there. Okay, so actually, U.S. Silica Holdings, which is one of the largest industrial sand companies, okay, they've already started raising prices for some frac sand, and hmm. they said that they were going to start charging ten to twenty percent more for the finer grades of sand typically used to make glass. Where's the, I hope this isn't too far afield, but where's the best sand from? Like if you're really into sand. If you want the supreme sand, but this is industrial sand, uh-huh. um, Wisconsin. So really? the Northern white silica is like, the mm. Northern white sand is like, that is some of the premium best sands. Now how about like worldwide? Like if you were going, if I was gonna, you know how people do like wine tourism or like, you know. Really? There are, there are sites on eBay, this is what I found, there are sites yeah. on eBay where they can supply you with all sorts of different types of sand. So this guy has hundreds of different baggies of sand. Is this the same make, sand man that you no, talked to? No, this is a different Mr. Sandman. sandman. But I actually did talk Mr. to... Sandman. No. no I did talk to this Sandman on eBay to try to get some of his sand. And he has so many different types. I mean, it's just, this whole world goes super deep. I mean, it's pretty crazy. Um, but anyway, so then on top of that... I was talking to this geologist, and okay, he said yeah. that brewers, Mr. Sand, the original, the, the original Sandman, sand he said that brewers were going to be affected, okay? Okay. Because craft beer brewers use a lot of glass. glass. Thank you, glass Welcome. bottles, and so that's the industry that uses. They've they've ramped up um, glass production in the past decade or so, um, and they just use a huge amount of glass because. People that drink craft beer like the idea of having yeah. their drinks in a glass bottle. Yes, but but I've actually, you know, it's it's funny since we recorded this episode. I, I think the same night I was like at a beer place called City Swiggers in, mm-hmm. in New York. Very good beer uh, place. I, yeah. yeah no. um, but uh, they do you drink beer by the way? I do not drink beer. I'm a super taster, and I think the taste of beer tastes terrible. Huh. So, little fun fact. That is a fun fact. Um, <laughs> so the anyway, but there he was telling me because I, I was like I hadn't really thought about this before. You, you told me about uh-huh. how the rising price of um, glass was driving more people into to cans, 
And I was noticing like all these cool beers on the shelves, at least the ones from the US. The ones, the international beers were still on glass, but the cool beers from the US were all in cans. Yeah, and so there's actually been a huge movement into right. cans. So they now have new can technology that has this lining, so you don't right. get the flavor seeping in. But then on top of that, it's a lot cheaper to ship some of these uh, cans rather than glass bottles. But yes. why will craft beer drinkers be bummed out? They're going to be bummed out because most craft beer drinkers, this is according to a Nielsen survey, mm -hmm. most craft beer drinkers prefer their drinks in bottles. Yeah, but I wonder if that will change. No, I, yes, yes. I, and, and you did. Sorry. There's no way to denigrate this incredible journey you've been on. All Thank seriousness. You. It's actually really amazing how you got us from oil to craft beer drinkers. But I wonder if that will change as, as like you said, like can't. So, so what this, this beer beerman told me is that. So Sandman to beerman. Yeah, actually, those are my two neighbors. We, we, we all go to shul together. Yeah, oh. Sandman and beerman and, and Rosenberg. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, but so he was telling me that cans have gotten way better because they have double linings. And, and the way he put it was, if you want your beer to taste the same the day it's drunk, drank, drunk, frack, frack, that drank, as the day it was uh, put in the can, then you use a can. I, I said that wrong, but but I think yes. So if you want it to taste the freshness and the quality, right. You put it in a can, but Whoa. according to this Nielsen survey, you people to see the, the way you the, it was very wags. very aggressive. Um, the the people, according to this Nielsen yeah. survey, they said that quality and freshness were better in a beer bottle. Now that's probably going to change as people right. Drink, that's my point. Is that I, drink I, more of the cans because they're kind of wrong about that. Right, they are wrong about that. But right. right now, the prevailing mentality is bottles are better, and so they will be. Bummed out. Bummed out. Wow. Yeah. Right. You got us from, from, from Milan to Mintz there. Nice we did it. Uh, oh, wait. But um, do you have any takeaways? Do I have any takeaways? Yes. Right. Sorry. Back to the takeaways. Yeah. Um, yes. I mean, so first of all, I think fracking is sort of a, it has become kind of a politically polarizing topic. Mm -hmm. And it is something that we on the East Coast maybe don't know that much about because we don't, you know, think about where our oil comes from necessarily. Um, it's it's caused some huge changes to the global economy in, in that uh, the U.S. is able to access so much more oil of its oil now than it used to be. And the changes it's rendering in our lives and in, in the world and in, you know, how it's affecting the prices of sand, I, I think... We might look back and say, wow, there's a huge shift when the U.S. started fracking and it caused all these knock-on effects that we right. didn't think about. Right. And so there's so many different industries that have been spurred by fracking. So whether it's sand, but then what is sand? What's the impact of that industry? And so as we were talking yeah. about, it's farmland in Wisconsin. You have all these sand mines um, that are now taking over farmland. Um, you have wow. the, the sand has to be dried and so that um, oftentimes gets picked up in the winds. And so that actually has impacts on the entire Wisconsin landscape. Um, but then on top of that, you have railroads that have now become somewhat used to and dependent on shipping and transporting sand. So as I was mentioning, you have sand that costs $41 per ton in Wisconsin, but 120 over that per ton in, in Texas. And so that's become this huge shipping industry. 5% of Union Pacific's revenue is due to shipping sand. And so you just, you basically have these entire industries that have been brought up based can I, on this. So can I ask a question that sure. there's probably not an answer to? Mm -hmm. 
what happens when we run out of sand? Ah. Or like, will we run out of like? Because there's not an infinite amount of sand. Right. There is not an infinite like amount of sand. We are using sand faster than we basically than the world creates it. Well, and so you can't, it's hard to create sand quickly. Yes, exactly. Well, I mean, so that's where it's like maybe eventually they'll find uses for desert sand because that seems to be pretty plentiful, but it's it's really too fine to use. So what I wouldn't be surprised is if maybe construction um, mixtures actually end up using a little bit less sand. So we find ways to reduce the amount of sand per... Are we just going to run out of everything? Like, we're just going to yeah, run out of fresh is, water and sand? Very, very Malthusian of us. I, <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's, I didn't, again, it's like, I, I, <laughs> before you told me about this, I didn't, definitely didn't think about uh, yeah. sand as a, as a commodity at all, but much less one that, that we would run out of. It's right. just like. Because it seems so basic. Are we just going to, Yeah. I mean, well, come on. Like, this is this, is, this, so it's a very dark future that we're heading towards. Seems it. I mean, seriously, because especially as all these countries in the world, I mean, you, you don't want to tell India, oh, hey, by the way, you can't build buildings because we're going to run out of sand. Like, sorry, you missed the boat. All these other countries built, right. you know, a decade, two decades, ten decades, you know, a century. Right. Well, so that's where it's like, I, I am a strong believer in human potential, and every time we're facing some sort of crisis, we always find a way through. So I leave on an optimistic note. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> that strategy works until it don't. Yeah, well, Malthus was wrong, and so are the sand doomsdayers. You know, it reminds me of uh, the paradox of the Sorites, Justine. Oh, yeah? Sorites uh, means pile in, in Greek. And the paradox of the Sorites is uh, how many grains of sand make up a pile of sand? Ah. Uh. Does, does one grain make a pile? No. No. Do a million grains make a pile? Sure. So where's where does it cross from not a pile to a pile? How many specific grains? Three. <laughs> no, three grains of sand is not a pile, and that's that's the paradox of the Sorites. I don't. I thought it had relevance. I guess not. I just maybe I just like talking about it. All right, can can we move on? Now? Yes, let's okay. go to the second segment. We, well, well, I just want to say so. Finally, we got from oil to craft beer. Yes. We wrapped it up. We did all the knock-on effects. And now I will hand it over to you. Thank you, Alex. thank you. Um, it's time for our, our second segment. We're calling it the Annals of Finance. Yay! Because, because kids love annals. Kids love one thing. Um, and, and this is where we go through a recent paper that was published by a financial journal. And why do we do that? I don't know. I, I just think they're interesting. And, and you know, well, you might learn something. Stick around. Okay. Stick around. I'll stick around. All right. So uh, in, in this paper, it's called A Tough Act to Follow, Contrast Effects in Financial Markets by... Two academics named Samuel Hartsmark and Kelly Shu. Shout out to uh, shout out to I don't know. Um, so investors, I'm gonna just gonna read their conclusion. Sure. Here. Investors mistakenly perceive information from earnings announcements in contrast to what preceded it. Uh, and in, in other words, so imagine a stock uh, is the company's about about to report earnings, and we're looking at the way the stock is going to react to the, those very earnings. We find that the return reaction to an earnings announcement is inversely related to the level of earnings surprise announced by large firms in the previous day, which implies that market prices react to the relative content of news instead of only reacting to the absolute content of news. In other words, okay, I'm going to try to simplify this a little bit. Yeah, English, please. Let me give you a real-life example. So stock X uh, reports... Company X reports earnings on Thursday. 
company Y reports earnings on Friday. If company X reported earnings that really disappointed the street, then Y will do better than it would have. If company X reports earnings that really impressed the street, Y will do worse than it would have. Right, but isn't that just the nature of competition? If your competitors are doing better, then you're going to be under more pressure. If your competitors are doing worse, then you're going to um, be have more upside. So, so that, that makes sense to me that that would happen. But 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 what you see is the reaction doesn't come on the day that the first company reports earnings. It just comes in a more aggressive or more muted reaction to the to the company that's about to report. And I'll, I'll put this another way. If you bought the stock of companies that were about to report after other companies reported bad earnings, you would actually do very well. You would outperform the market. Um, and as another show that, that something strange is happening, the reactions that are can be predicted based on other companies' earnings reverse after 50 days. So they actually do correct. So you could trade on this information? Yes. And make money? Yeah, I mean, listen, like, don't try this at home because th this doesn't count in transaction costs like transaction costs no that's not how much how much could you potentially make on this so so they said 15% if you 15 did 15% is not a transaction cost okay all right all right it's, it's, it sounds pretty good it sounds pretty good and and you know on the margins you actually might consider doing this you might consider if you know a company is about to report earnings you don't really care what the earnings are and its competitors just reported really impressive earnings you, you might consider waiting a day to buy it or, or blah, blah, blah. But I, I think what's actually more interesting is this is an illustration of something that happens in all different facets of human life. And I'm reading from the paper again. Uh, um, Bargava and Fishman's study of speed dating finds that the appearance of the person that you spoke with most recently has the largest impact on the current dating decision. Like if you just went on a speed date with a... With a super hot supermodel. Right, sure. Then the next person, you're like, feh. Even if they're also like a super hot supermodel. Well, if they're like a... Like a lesser hot one. Sure, but, 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 but either way, I mean, no, no matter what the next person looks like, you'll judge them in contrast to the person that preceded Okay, them. so this is something to keep in mind when going on dates and when trading stocks. You know, I think it's an important thing to... Because it's a behavioral bias. It's, it's one of the many... You know, our brains are very good at doing many things by intuition. It's one of the ways in which intuition fails us. So then maybe you're a better trader if you completely ignore everything else that's happening in the markets. Or or if you somehow find a way to block it out. Like, if you're really interested... Okay, in, so that is legit. Yeah, if you're really interested in GE's earnings, don't really pay attention to what Exxon said yesterday. Don't let that cloud your mind. Or what, like, Fiat Chrysler said. Really. It would be their direct competition. Well, well, actually, they found that large firms were more influenced by other large firms, small oh, firms. Oh, so it's not specifically competition either. Small firms were influenced by a mix of large firms and firms in their industry. But, but for big companies, they're actually really influenced by the performance of other big companies. So it's really just like, you know. Ignore the S&P 500. It, it makes, or make sure that you're not just doing something because it looks different from what you saw the day before. Okay, I'll buy that. Interesting, huh? Yeah. See, aren't you glad we, we dove into the annals of finance? Yeah, fun deep dive. Yeah, it's almost as fun as diving into silica. Sand. Yeah. Okay, it's time to get out of here, right, I think. Right. Okay, that has been the knock-on effect. Thank you guys for joining us this week. We have the show released in podcast form every Thursday. Yeah, and by the way, like, let us know if you like the long version of the podcast, and we'll keep doing it. You can write to us at podcast at realvision.com, by the way. 
And for more on financial markets and the economy, you should check out www.realvision.com slash knock on effect where you can sign up for your 14-day free trial. Yeah, we have a lot of good videos. We Actually, there's a great video of um, you crushing this poor guy. Hedge fund manager. Yeah, Mark, Mark Yusko is a super smart guy, but you crushed him in Connect4, and then you also got his views on what he's doing with his investments now. Yeah. So, so check that one out if you, if you get a chance. Yeah. See you guys next week. podcast listener and this is a podcast ad reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads go to lipsandads.com now that's l-i-b-s-y-n ads.com